Welcome to the very third episode of the very second season of Brightcast. And what have we got this week, Jess? This week, we're looking at why your marketing content isn't working. Uh, we run through areas that could be just letting you down. That could be how you're creating content or how you're distributing your content. Uh, but it's just not getting the results that you're after. But we're going to point these out and help people overcome them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the aim. That's amazing. Oh, guys, it's great to be back, right? Yeah, I'm excited. We're three episodes deep. I just keep sniffling, so uh, I'm pretty ill. And listeners, do apologise in advance because you might be thinking, these guys sound ill as shit. We'll do our best to get rid of those snuffles that I'm going to be doing throughout. That's and an editing task. Try and edit out our sore throats. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not actually ill, but I, uh, I caught COVID for the first time the other month. I'm, uh, I've got a sore throat and I'm hoping it's like, uh, it's like when everyone's like got a sore throat and they're like, yeah, I'm cool, gravelly and sexy. I'm hoping that that vibe comes through now. Yeah, I think I just sound like the professor from Simpsons when I get a bit ill. Hey, nice of the compression and expansion of the longitudinal waves cause the erratic oscillation. You can see it there. Good glaven. <laughs> <laughs> and today's topic is why your marketing content isn't working and we're running through a few of the typical things people are doing wrong yeah. dare i say that we might have done wrong in the past yeah. a distant distant past i just want to say right now the topic is why your marketing content isn't working if you're a client of ours you can stop listening yours is working okay uh, yeah don't yeah, worry yeah. about your content yours is working fine yeah. okay this isn't for you no. you guys are smashing it no in nice the interest one. of balance you guys you're all how to do it right, and now we're just addressing how, you know, to yeah. avoid doing it wrong. Yeah, just in case you think we're, like, coming clean about stuff. Yeah. It's not a, not a confessional. But before we jump into that, what have you been on this week, Drew? This week, this week, you know, balls out in the bath on this one, Lynn. I'll be honest with everyone. Uh, not been a great work week for me because I'm expecting my second child. So I've been out and about going to little hospital appointments and stuff with my wife. And he's late. He's late, yeah. Yeah. But hopefully by the time his pod airs, he'll have uh, joined us. Yeah. And like, he'll be I, he'll be an avid listener. Nice. If if I'm honest, I'm I'm hoping for a call mid pod. I think it think that would be the best pod we've That'd be an, an <laughs> event. Uh yeah. So you've you've been in and out, catching up where you can, doing yep. bits. Yep. I've been picking up some of that slack, uh, with projects I haven't really been on, trying to get up to speed on them to keep them going. Suffering a little bit from uh, something we mentioned in a previous podcast, which is Project Drag. So we're trying to combat some of that. Yep. Um, we just got a few where it's a bit, we're waiting on feedback through committees and levels and things like that. Which... Yeah, which is always the best way to get feedback. You want to get feedback from multiple levels, multiple people. You want, if it's a big organization, get everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. If, if, you know, the best way to do it is to get one set of feedback, wait a week, and then ask more people feedback yeah. on the previous thing that's just been fed back on. It's the best way to get feedback. Yeah. Fun, fun times. Um, Obviously, guys, it's, it's not. It's the worst way. Just, just <laughs> yeah. in case anyone yeah. was thinking, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we forget this podcast is meant to give people some marketing value and tips they can do. So ignore that or yeah. actually remember it and do the opposite. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, but, guys, we get lost in a sarcasm, which is a sarcastic chasm. But aside from that, I've been doing lots of uh, analytics work for some new PPC clients. 
And that's going really well. The interesting part was for one thing, we had a really nice Google account chat and the guy yeah. was good. Normally they're rubbish and like more money equals more clicks. It's like, yeah, of course, but <laughs> clients have budgets as well. But this guy gets some really good stuff. Um, but particularly he advised on one uh, account because of the amount of keywords, which was unavoidable. It was sort of, we want low cost clicks on these like area of questions, but we're not, not as bothered about over here. But he said, bring back some SCAG, single keyword ad, yeah. ad groups, uh, which is a bit of an old school method, but uh, it was cool that to hear it, that it still has a place and that Google, who have been pushing people more towards the responsiveness yeah. anyway, yeah. advised it. So that was interesting. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just remembered one project we did finish, actually. Yeah. We finished off the HEC project. Yes, we did. So that's one of the things that I, I wanted to get done before I went away on my paternity, which yeah. should be any day now. Um, and it was a massive project. I think we delivered 30-something videos to them. Yeah, yeah. So it was one main cut and then different aspect ratios. Yeah. Shed loads of cut downs. Yeah. TrueView ads. Yeah. Spotify, Spotify ads. Spotify ads. There's a great, a great strategy in place for executing and delivering all of those things and yeah. getting them out there, which is great, which is going to come up later in the, in the topic. Yeah. You know, all pre-planned. You've got content for days. Yeah, yeah. It's wicked. Weeks. Go check it out. <laughs> but yes what have you been on our most recent client that we've onboarded over the last couple of weeks um we've been enhancing their logo and their branding with the design team but we've also been looking at their website and just nailing down the funnel for their ads yeah they came on board initially for ad work yeah um but their landing pages aren't fit to perform necessarily yeah they're performing well but they're sort of targeting the wrong persona um, and to sort of level up their business, they need to adjust where they're positioning, yeah. adjust the ads they're running, um, and just create, yeah, create the right business and the right brand for the persona they're targeting. Yeah, they're in a specific industry where I think you see a lot of companies, flashing the pan companies that pop up, take loads of stuff and then yeah. disappear. But they've actually endured, they've been going 14 years. Um, but there's, it... it everything just feels a bit dated on there. Yeah. And it feels like they could be mistaken for those flash in the pan type of people. And they're much better than that. So they just need to start showing it. It's also the type of business that you need to build trust from the offset. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as you land on that website, there needs to be trust there. Yeah. And having an outdated website with outdated like photography and copy on there and everything, yeah. you're just going to click straight off it because you need to be able to trust the business yeah. you're going into work with. Yeah. And... We did the right thing. I mean, it feels or it could be seen as a bit of an upsell to like say, oh, well, let's improve your branding and your website and everything. But it's not. We just know if we'd have just turned on their ads, done great ads, we'd have got loads of relevant traffic, we'd have targeted, but they just wouldn't convert how they yeah. should be doing. Um, so, yeah, we, we tackled that, that customer journey throughout, which is a good thing. So we're increasing their quality. And that's really in our main topic, the first point I want to talk about. So... Why marketing content isn't working. Quality does matter, doesn't it? We, we see a lot of companies. So a, a, it came to mind recently because someone contacted us and it was regarding doing their own podcasts. Now, I love businesses which follow like an 80-20 rule or whatever you, you want to call it, but it's where you do 80% of the stuff that's generating results and yeah. you experiment with the 20%. Yeah. But it's also about matching the quality with your brand and yeah. matching the quality with the ambition you have to grow the business. 
So say if you're a startup, but your ambition is to be a company turning over several million a year and you're filming rough and ready content, that's not not right for the business. You're then not going to attract the clientele that you need to then grow your business. Yeah. Or if you're a small business that always tends to be a small business, like maybe a, a cafe at the bottom of your road or something, you kind of expect the content to maybe be a little bit more rough and ready that the clientele you're after is yeah. just showing your business. Yeah. But it needs to match one, which we'll talk about a little bit later, the persona you're targeting, and two, the image your brand is trying to portray. Yeah. You can have, like we spoke about a minute ago, you can have the right logo and the right feel on your website. But then if you've spent, say, 20 grand on your website, and you've got a video that you spent two hundred pounds on. Yeah, it's not matching the, the the quality you're trying to show. We we see it quite a lot, and it, it, it's frustrating when clients will come to us or potential clients, I should say, and they've spent you know half a million developing an app. They've built a whole business around it. They're already getting contracts, you know, high value contracts um, that use this app. But they're like, oh, they're trying to knock you down on the budget for a promotion video from you know. Not not a huge budget, but they're like, we've got a £2,000 budget for this. Mm. Yeah, I, I think jumping off from that, that reminds me of a client we had in the past who they kind of aspired to this kind of like £17 million a year turnover. Yeah. Um, they wanted to take on some proper industry giants. But for their ads, they wanted to invest something like £200 as like a little, a little yeah. dabble to see what would happen. It was never going to work for them. Mm. And I think all of these points that we have on why your marketing content isn't working for you they're all connected everything's interconnected yeah. everything plays onto something else and i think that one goes into the lottery ticket yeah but yeah it's the idea that they're basically just playing the lottery with it so it's people wanting to invest for bare minimum um they, they could be wanting to invest for bare minimum amount of effort which takes you into that yeah. that 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 first point just you know I mean yeah. they're trying to put like the bare minimum into something to get the most they can possibly get yeah. out of it yeah and the, the thing is you have to invest to get something out of yeah. it yeah yeah not necessarily money but time and planning and it, and it's just about thinking about why you want to do this thing. So if you're wanting to do that, like really understand, my example was podcasting, but yours was ads. Really understand why you're wanting to go in there, what you're wanting to get from it, because that'll help you commit. Like, yeah. is it something I can really commit to um, with this avenue? So I would disagree with when you said it doesn't necessarily have to be money. I say it does have to be money, but it has to be money equal to effort equal to time yes because yeah, i see yeah. it as like a venn diagram of time money effort yeah. and when you've got all three of those the center point where they all converge yeah. that is the best like that is the best roi that's the best yeah. you can get on your investment right yeah. the best roi but i think there's an element of it being a percentage like being a pie chart and it could be you could put 80 percent of money into it yeah 10 percent of time 10 percent of effort but with that money, you're hiring a professional to do it. You're hiring an expert to take that time and effort away from you. Yeah. Or if you don't have the money to put into it, you then have to put more time and effort into it. But there still has to be those three elements to make up this pie or to make up this Venn diagram. But there could be essence of like, you could spend more money and spend less time and effort. Yeah. You could spend more time and effort and spend less money if you're going to take yeah. it on internally or, or yourself. Yeah. There'll always be a, a money monetary implication. Yeah. So my podcast example was people just recording anywhere on their mobile phones. Whereas really you should invest in some, it doesn't have to be, you know, this level of equipment, but in decent equipment to, to, to meet like the minimum good standard within what, what you're going into. Thinking about the lottery example, I've, I've seen an annoying resurgence of people who are saying, 
this company launched off this one video that got 50 million views. And the problem with that is it's not really scalable or repeatable. Going viral yeah. isn't that repeatable. So I think that takes us on to the silver bullet example. Yeah. So with the silver bullet, it's the idea that you can have this one magical piece of content, which will, like the lottery ticket, unlock all of these newfound, like yeah. riches, goals, you know, everything you've ever wanted to achieve as a business. The silver bullet doesn't exist. No. Because you you can't, you can't, you can't necessarily launch a business off a single piece of content. If people give examples, I would argue against most of them. Like I, I've seen people where they've argued against like, you know, it could be like a well-known person has like create, like let's say Ryan Reynolds, for instance, yeah. has launched a new whiskey business off, off of one ad. Yeah. He's not because he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds has lots of stuff associated yeah. with him. Ryan Reynolds could put out a single GIF and launch a business because he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. For him, he's not he's not using a silver bullet. He, he, he's using his yeah. years and years yeah. of he's Hollywood. He's invested 20 years Hollywood in his personality. It's like Lush. There was that massive thing about Lush coming off social media um, or something. And everyone's like, oh, I can run a successful business coming off social media. It's like, no, like Lush is so they're, well they're known. Lush, yeah. They already have their audience yeah. and their persona. Everyone knows what Lush yeah. is. Yeah. You so can they learn, can do You can that. learn lessons yeah. from it. So yeah. their lessons for that was they want it to be an experiential thing yeah. and bring people into retail. They still want to be a retail company yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, niche down into that space, which oh, is it's, great. It's difficult for them to bother you about soap one foot away from your face. If it's over social media, they <laughs> exactly, have to do that yeah. in person. don't they? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. So like where, where a silver bullet might work. Yeah. And this is where this, these are like the occasions where I've seen it work, but it's like, these are, these are niche examples are on like crowdfunding websites. Yeah. Where like a brand new business has started. You don't know who they are, but they've created this business and we've got this one pitch video. Yeah. The problem with it is most of, most of the successful ones actually do have lots of peripheral stuff around it because yeah. they'll have a really good campaign page. They'll have really good campaign rewards. Yeah. They'll have updates throughout it. Yeah. So yeah, they might have one video that's launched this idea yeah. for it and which people are pitching in and which people are crowdfunding, crowdsourcing, yeah. whatnot. It's not, it, they've not just got this one piece of content to help no. them survive because also at the end of it it's this one piece of content leading up to this promise of the reward yeah just me. yeah so there are examples where like you might see it where they don't necessarily yeah. have any like you know extra like uh um like uh, kudos or anything around them like the ryan reynolds example yeah but they're vast niche most people aren't don't have a don't have a existing business and they're thinking i'm going to crowdsource yeah. this brand new product or something i, th like I think if you look into those examples and we've done those examples so the ex we, we we've done videos that have got more than five million views let's say but it was within a game industry and there was already a plan to touch into lots of pr and lots of people like ign to take the video on board and start pushing that and that's how it scaled. So there was a yeah. plan in place. It wasn't just make this video, put it out. It might get 50 million views and, yeah. you know, launch your business. There was yeah. also like a strategy around the video and stuff and like the aim of what they wanted that video. Like it wasn't all yeah. shot in the UK. Like they took, they took you, was it to France? It France. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys like went over there and filmed aspects over there. You filmed interviews. Like there was a big that told us a nice Project story around and stuff it. Yeah, and there's a real plan. That's what's repeatable. Re what's repeatable and what's scalable is having a strategy for your videos, whether it be a series, and that yeah. was a series, it was like behind the scenes and stuff, but then a distribution plan as well. That That's yeah. where people can get. And also a lot of companies to actually get good ROI, they don't need 50 million views. 
if you look at, say, the L&D clients we work yeah. with, them getting 50 million views, it'd be fine, but it'd be really like, it would be self-congratulatory, like, metrics, wouldn't it? Because really, they need the right 5,000 people to watch it to generate five inquiries and one, you know, lead. It can also harm your, your not your brand, but your platforms. So someone came to us recently where they've had a lot of that, where the majority of the people engaging with their content are people similar to themselves. Yeah, good engagement like, rate. Yeah, but, or competitors. But not or actual clients, yeah. yeah. And their whole LinkedIn feed is full of this now. Yeah. And we're trying to work around this and sort of not dig them out of the hole, but kind of yeah. raise their profile with people that are actually in need of their services and their yeah, actual persona. Yeah. And But once you're kind of in this hole and in this full you're in this situation where your whole platform is full of this yeah so yeah the client thought they sort of hit the riches and they were having all of these vanity metrics sort of skyrocket but it wasn't actually having any benefit to the business it wasn't generating them any leads or anything like that yeah yeah i like to refer to that as people hitting the jackpot where yeah. they think they've hit the jackpot with all these metrics but they are just vanity metrics. So actually it's just put them in this kind of like vanity hole yeah. that they need to kind of climb out of and realize that they're, they've not hit the jackpot. They've hit the jackpot. They need yeah. to get out of it and have content or at least market the content in a way where it's getting them meaningful results. Yeah. And if people are in that hole, there's a way of leveraging that audience to promote your stuff and increase awareness. But you also, you just need to shift the messaging and make sure, you know, your actual potential end clients get the right message yeah I, I think as well the jackpot kind of bit takes us on to the uh the masturbating content yeah and for that to be clear that's master as one word and then baiting as if you're trying to bait somebody okay, okay. so that's what it is master baiting content i'm not i'm less interested but I'll i still just go with i just it. don't want this i just don't want this <laughs> clipped out of context okay oh it's definitely being clipped out of context but, but for it obviously the, the name as well is is to be a bit clickbaity yeah. but it's basically it's this idea where again going back a little bit but people create lots of content and it's purely to do that it's purely to create this kind of like clickbaity content that doesn't necessarily give them any actual meaningful uh meaningful results it puts them in the jackpot yeah um and it's this thing where it's just they get all these like self-congratulatory kind of pats on backs but yeah we see this on linkedin quite a lot where people are super self-congratulatory where we'll see lots of like posts where it could just be people finding excuses to post a selfie or finding an excuse to try and be edgy where they've just found a thesaurus and they just mix some random metaphors together to try and sound super edgy yeah um and it doesn't do anything apart from get them these metrics these fake vanity metrics puts them into the jackpot but i will say that lots of people also do do it yeah. and they do it for a reason because that is their persona and i think that is like that, that this is where people fall into the jackpot yeah. because they think that they've got this kind of like super edgy content yeah that doesn't fit their persona so it just feels odd they might get these like random like hit and miss like uh you know jackpots of likes and stuff yeah yeah but it doesn't mean anything yeah. for them it is just it's just masturbating content because it's content that is just there to bait out some vanity metrics from people yeah on linkedin people who lurk their linkedin yeah. and stuff like that because they've seen other people whose persona makes sense to that content work yeah. well and it is just self-satisfying content yeah it doesn't do anything for the brand it can feel like, and two people can have similar personalities, of course they can, but sometimes when they, when you can sort of sniff it out, that inauthenticity, it's, uh, it's just 
derivative, isn't it? it, it it's just yeah. derivative content that doesn't feel genuine to the person. I, or you've seen it before, so it's not disrupting anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not plagiarism. Yeah, just, exactly. Just oh, oh, no. Oh, m multiple, multiple companies can have similar tones of voice. Yeah. Multiple yeah. companies will always have similar tones of voice. If one, person, if one person unleashes their tone of voice, and it happens to be your tone of voice, but you've not maximized on it either... They might then have a have a bit more market share of that kind of tone of voice, yeah, but it doesn't yeah. mean you can't also act on it. Yeah. You might have to differentiate a little bit yeah. so you actually can claw back a bit of that market share, or you can just you can just try and like play on it and own it even more. Yeah. But yeah, de definitely, lots of brands can end up feeling a bit derivative because they end up like copying, and it's not really their tone of voice. They don't really own it as much yeah. as the the other people, which takes us into this whole point of content just being derivative. Yeah, we've done quite a lot of work around our clients websites over the past couple of months and um, we've had some new clients coming on for web stuff and also existing clients that have had refreshes of their website we're also in the mix of uh, getting our website finished yeah. um and there's been cases where we've had clients come to us and be like we love this website we want something similar to this and you can take inspiration from designs you could take inspiration from Pinterest boards and research that you do and, and websites that you like the look and feel of. But when we've seen in the past looking at like competitor websites, you can see where competitors have just copied from other competitors. You were speaking about it recently, Rob, where it's kind of like no one's unique because everyone's just kind of copying it, maybe one-upping it a little bit, and then the next person's copying it again, but trying to change it a little bit, where when you come in and create a new piece of content or a disruptive piece of content you are going to stand out from the crowd because yeah. you're not just copying other people 99 percent of websites are rubbish and the reason they're rubbish is not even the design side of it it's just the copyright and the words they use i think it's mish slade's book and she speaks of uh it's just like it's just everyone's just copying off everyone and a copy of a copy just gets worse and worse in terms of the quality and you just blend as well. There's nothing unique or new about it. And it's really challenging because there's a lot of websites now. So to stand out, you want to be, you know, different, but you've got billions of iterations to work on. But it's about bringing it back to you, yeah. your business and your brand. And if you like something, that's great, but understand what you're actually liking about it and then ask yourself, what's our version yeah, of this yeah yeah so, so i always struggle with this because whenever i hear this kind of point i always think okay you've got to be unique but you you can't be no there's uh yeah. seven billion people on earth you know a lot of those uh have websites um maybe maybe six billion have websites yeah maybe i've not done the maths yeah no there's lots of toddlers out there with websites exactly um but you can't be unique necessarily because somebody will have done it already to some yeah. varying degree okay or it's or not you can't be it's very very difficult to be unique also unique doesn't mean good yeah exactly yeah original doesn't mean good but the idea is that it's it's true to you yes yeah. okay so it's not when we're saying about this derivative work and we're saying about derivative websites derivative copy because it copies other people there's the you know not even talking about plagiarism but there's just this it's just clones we just yeah. see clones of content of copy it's it's obvious because it's not honest or true to them okay yeah so i think that, that that's why i always have to like try and like justify yeah. it in my mind because i it is just very difficult to be super super original on things yeah 
obviously you can you can add your own flavor into it because certain people might be you know we you might see disruptive companies doing marketing but suddenly if there's a disruptive dentist yeah that's a unique take on it potentially yeah, yeah. so yeah, you yeah, can yeah. do those things yeah. But yeah it just has to be honest to you and, and and in doing so as well in not copying what your competitors are doing things like that you can actually position yourself as different. Yeah, but that that's a good point in terms of like not standing out because if your persona's looking for your business and they look at 20 of your competitors and then you, if all 21 of you look the same, it's going to be hard for you to stand out. It's going to be hard for you to make an impact and for them yeah. to easily choose your business or to remember if they if they walk away for a week and don't make a decision now. They'll, they'll choose one at random, or even worse, it'll just come down to cost. Yeah, who, exactly. Who's the cheapest, not who's the best for this service for them. Yeah, whereas yeah. if 20 are the same and your website's different, if your copy's different, copy's such a powerful tool. And even if you can't spend necessarily tens of thousands of pounds on your website, having good copy on there makes a difference. Yeah, yeah. And it, it needs to be persona related, uh, which takes us on to our next point of content not being persona related. Yeah. Um, having your persona at the heart of everything you create is essential. And that isn't just your website copy like we were just talking about. It needs to be the eBooks you're creating needs to target the pain points that they're looking at. The copy you're writing on social media needs to be targeted at that, that level. If you're targeting directors and CEOs and you're talking like you're targeting the intern, it's not going to attract yeah. the right people. It's going to have those vanity metrics where lower down people in the organization are going to like it. You're going to yeah. end up with hundreds of likes, but none of them are the key decision makers. None of them are the persona that you're targeting. Yeah, the, the marketing side of our business has to do a good job often and we have to repeat it to the sort of execution side of the business and the content creation side when explaining because it might be that oh i wouldn't respond well to this sort of post or anything like that but we need to remind the content creation side that the personas do we and we know this from experience and our research so it, it, yes for your example it's yes your ceo might love it yeah but you're not talking to ceos you're talking to someone who's trying to spend you know 200 pounds on trainers or yeah. something like that. But, but that's a great point in terms of your CEO loves it, but your persona doesn't because many times the CEO or the manager director or marketing manager or someone on the board is signing off on your marketing say, material. Yeah. So they're making sure that if you have any jokes, if they don't find them funny, that they're wiping them out. Your, yeah. The content, if they don't get it, it's not being posted. So then the content is being posted that targets your own CEOs yeah. When obviously they're not the people yeah, you're yeah. targeting. Merry Christmas, guys. What? Merry Christmas. Only two months too late. Yeah, I think this is our next point and our final point, which is celebrating Christmas in July. And it's not July right now, so you might be thinking, well, this point doesn't make any sense. That don't make no sense. But the idea is it's companies who put out content late. Right. They, they capitalize on current themes or trends or popular news or anything just late. You know, everyone who's getting on, like, it's like us suddenly putting out the Harlem Shake. We're a bit late for it. Yeah. It's a bit late. Like, no one cares at that point. Yeah. And loads of companies, they have great content, and they've done they've done everything else that we've mentioned, or they, they've, sorry, or they've not done everything else that we've mentioned, because they've, they've got this great content. They've put all this effort in. Yeah. It's targeted. They know what they're doing with it. But they've put it out late. 
and it's as bad as putting out bad content on time. Yeah, because missing the boat. Exactly, it? yeah. It's doing nothing for them. It, it's celebrating Christmas in July. It's just pointless, basically. Yeah. You're not getting any of that sweet Christmas food in July. So what's the avoidance technique? The avoidance technique is to put stuff out on time, Planning. is to try, try and be reactive. And it depends on what your company does. Because if you're, let, let's, say, let's say your business is, uh, I don't know, you're putting marketing out for a sporting event. You're already by nature having to be super reactive. Yeah, you'll yeah. you'll have like let's say it's a boxing match for instance. There's two. There's you know there's there's three outcomes, right? Yeah. I don't know why I picked a fucking sport. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Is well, it three I'm, outcomes? I'm right. Excited. Draw. Two wins. Yeah. People can yeah, win yeah, yeah. or a draw. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sporting guys. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Look at me go. Um, they, what they, what they, weight they, class is this? Say again. Sorry. What weight class are we? Like overweight. At? Okay. <laughs> The overweight boxing category. Yeah, okay. And they, they've, they've got like, they've got like, they'll have content for any of those outcomes ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're already being reactive. And they've got a responsive team exactly. ready yeah. working on it. Yeah. But you can, you don't have to be that level of reactive and responsive for another business. Let's yeah. say you are just, you know, let's say you, um, let's say you sell software to universities. I don't know, just a random example, for yeah. instance, you don't have to be super reactive with things, but Let's say there's like all of a sudden there's like news about uh, I don't know for instance like obviously COVID massively disrupted the way students at universities studied. Yes, so yeah. something like that. You don't have to be as reactive as to get stuff out on that day as a boxing match, you know, as a as a as a sporting yeah. uh, uh, marketing company might have to be, but you can still be reactive with it. If you were suddenly like releasing stuff about like how you're being like COVID safe now, yes, yeah. it's, it's like you know yeah. it's still a thing, but it's kind of old. It's old news. Mate. Yeah, yeah. So it's just trying to be reactive to things, trying to get stuff out as quickly as you possibly can. To, to do that, you need really good processes. Yeah. So you need like things in place to make sure you're going to get this content out in time. You need, you, to, you need to be able to look at your calendar to see what your capacity is. So if something springs up, you might just be able to be like, well, I can't pull anyone off these projects. We're going to miss this one. Yeah. Rather than do it late, rather than try and squeeze yeah. it in, and but be late. I guess, I guess there's also an element of... Depending on the trend, if it's Christmas, Christmas happens the same day every year, you should be on time. Exactly, yeah. If it's something like a trend that's just come out on TikTok and you want to do a video, maybe the quality could drop a little bit. If you're yeah. getting it out on time, the persona's right, and it's throwaway content, it's not going to be on your homepage. It's not going to be a piece of content you're necessarily going to put on Sky News or something like it's quick, it's reactive, and it's right for the brand and the trend. Yeah. The quality could drop a little bit for that. But whereas for Christmas, if you're putting a Christmas ad out, you've got 12 months to create. There's no yeah. reason. And, yeah. and, and there's, there's so many ways of seeing so far in the future for trends. You could use uh, PR companies, use a, a like a trending app that's going to be like a news trending app. Um, this company is like uh, Newspage. UK that's big on on LinkedIn right now and they they do responsive stuff who's available tomorrow to talk about this stuff submit some sub replies things like that but also a week down the line or two weeks down the line um, you just know events are coming up or the news feed is spiraling on it so you could can't get on those trends with the you know big, big spotting the opportunities and, and having processes to look out for those as well yeah and also, again, like I said at the start, everything feeds into everything. So if it is a current trend, you know that every single brand on earth is going to be trying to maximize yeah. on this. So do you have a non-derivative take? 
Yeah. Do you have a unique take on it? Yeah. And there'll be brands that just put out its constant stuff. Again, like I don't know, always take stuff back to COVID. But uh, during COVID, there was like, it was every advert was exactly the same, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like everything's just super derivative of those, of those times. So can you create something that breaks yeah. out of that? And that, that, that is a massive challenge, but, yeah. can, but can you do that? Yeah. You know, We're still talking people out of saying the world of work has changed. Yeah. You know, they're still submitting scripts yeah. with that as the opening line. It's like, everyone knows now. It has changed. Yeah. Talk about the way it is now and, and go from there. So I've mentioned a bunch of different ways where companies might have their marketing content fail. Okay, yeah. so let, let's just list them all out now then. Um, and Jess, you have a list, so you might have to help me out here. But we've got the lottery ticket, which is where people just invest for bare minimum, hoping to win those kind of lottery type riches, basically yeah. trying to hit the wildest goals they possibly have yeah. with a bare minimum of effort, time or money. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got silver bullet, which is a similar part to that, where it's just one piece of magical content that they think is going to cure all of their business ills. Yeah. Doesn't happen. You need to have lots of peripheral content. Yeah. They've not got strategy campaign. in place for it. They exactly. haven't got the route to market for the execution and the deliverables. Yeah. So it's never going to repeat those those claims. We've got Persona as well. It's just aimed at the wrong people or you have to get it signed off by CEO types yeah. who yeah. are not your Persona because that's not the product or service you're selling. And so it's, there's just a bit of a mismatch there. Yeah. Uh, you've got a quality gap where people are experimenting with things, but they're not doing enough work to actually give it a chance of success. So they get disheartened by results early um, and then it just goes downhill from there and they eventually stop what could have potentially been a good good route for yeah. them. And you've got a quality gap as well. We've got a quality gap. Sorry, I was being derivative because we also have derivative <laughs> where people just clone things constantly and then things just become meaningless. Yeah, you just get lost in the mirror and nothing stands out. It's just, just a mishmash. Yeah, we've got celebrating Christmas in July where people just capitalize on things well, potentially, but just late. People yeah. just do things late. Yeah, yeah. And then the final point is don't get caught in the trap of master baiting. Yeah, basically creating self-congratulatory posts, which which undoubtedly do well, yeah. but they get you lots of these vanity metrics, yeah. which uh, don't get you the jackpot you're after. Instead, they put you in the jack pit. Yeah, and, it, and it's not don't try and do those things that are working well. Of course, you want them to work well and get awareness. It's just make sure that the people interacting with it are those people you want to turn into potential yeah. you know, also, clients. Also, you know, an argument might be said, this is going away from a summary a little bit, but an argument might be said that you can you can create those kinds of posts every now and again. Yeah. And what they'll do is they might actually just like open up your network yeah, a little yeah. bit to get you those yeah. things. So there probably are pluses for it. We're not we're not saying don't do that necessarily. No, no, what no. we are saying is just don't rely on it. Yeah. Just, don't have every single post be that. You know, try try and give some try and give some value or some indication of what you actually do outside of just a post yeah. to try and like gain some likes basically yeah and there's there's definitely value in it we we have them within our marketing strategies they just have to be within the strategy yeah that's to be a reason you're doing it it has to be in the awareness part of the funnel yeah just you just have to track what you're doing yeah, yeah. click click baiting works so you know if you've got masterful baiting content out yeah. there it does work but i think just try and think about is it working right for you is it doing the right thing for you? Are you using it too much? Are you relying on it too much? Yeah. Brilliant. I think if people take note of some of these things on why marketing content, not not for anything we've done, but has failed, uh, you, you give yourself the best chance of succeeding with it. Yeah. Go forth, market great. Peace out, A-Town down. Da, 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 da. Yeah! <laughs>